You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host. Today's guest is Dr. John Lark, Locke, excuse me, founder of Mystic Media Group. What is corporate social responsibility? Well, I've asked Dr. John Locke, founder of Mystic Media Group, to join the show to talk about how his firm is helping companies digitally market sustainable and environmentally friendly products. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, SunUp Group, TN Company, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs who are running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. To connect with me on LinkedIn, my name is Richard Rick Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I, CEO Peer Groups, is my Twitter handle. And on your favorite podcasting software, simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show. You'll be able to automatically get our updates, which range between one show to three shows each week. All right, as I said, Dr. John Locke, founder of Mystic Media Group, is our first guest on the radio show today. Dr. Locke, welcome to the program. Thank you, Richard. Good afternoon. Let's talk a little bit about your firm, Mystic Media Group. Can you can you tell us what the firm is about and also discuss and highlight what makes your firm different in the marketplace? Sure. Um, the Mystic Media Group uh, is effectively a pioneer in the digital transmedia space and an interactive marketing firm. As a digital transmedia publisher, we operate several online publications and promotional platforms, including ImpactEntrepreneurshipMagazine.com, OceanBrandsImages.com, ImpactEntrepreneurshipNetwork.com is our newest, and service that we're actually launching this week. Our professional uh, business development consulting services are run under the Digital 360 Agency for Sigma.com and GaiaAccelerator.com. What was the inspiration for the firm? And take us back a little bit and give us kind of a background to the firm. Well, it's it's kind of a background that lasts (laughs) more than uh, 30 years interleaving media and entertainment and entrepreneurship. Um, and somewhat of academia. Um, actually, I'm the son of a fifth-generation entrepreneur and a teacher and was uh, educated in the uh, mythology that, you know, pursuing the highest degree possible would be the best way to move forward. However, I consistently have a entrepreneurial, excuse me, entrepreneurial spirit and uh, ended up actually uh, launching my first company in 1982 and got the bug for entrepreneurship as a mobile disc jockey, of all things. <sighs> By 1985, or 95, I was um, actually pursuing a Ph.D. in digital media. And in 2000, I ended up in Silicon Valley, uh, where I've had the chance to work with companies like IBM, Disney, Pixar, Universal, um, and even helped launch one of the largest uh, IPTV services in Latin America with Telmex. Since then, I've basically been uh, an entrepreneur, launching and running my own service groups uh, since 2003, uh, self-sustaining over 15 years at this point, and now currently all managed under the Mystic Media Group. So tell me about the name. What is the significance of Mystic Media Group as the name of your firm? 
the significance actually comes to a higher calling. Uh, if you look at the website, themysticmediagroup.com, what you actually see is um, a reflection of what we call the power of blue. And that basically relates to what we call a higher vibration of thinking and doing. The power behind it came from some of the experiences I had in my own life where I realized that just going out and trying to make a buck with uh, whatever was available was not always the best way to go. And when I started aligning myself with a higher purpose, something that actually helped others, et cetera, uh, the business really started to take off and uh, it just became a personal mission. And so at this point, we're focusing on supporting mission-driven companies and helping them succeed. Okay, so that's what I said in the beginning is, you know, kind of defining what the idea of corporate social responsibility is. So maybe from your perspective, and I'm speaking with Dr. John Locke, he is founder of Mystic Media Group. Can you define the term corporate social responsibility? You know, corporate social responsibility is a term that became popular in the 1960s after a lot of, you know, conversation was going on about the mega corporations and uh, shall we say, the, the first era of entrepreneurship, which tend to be very exploitative. Um, to me, that tends to be, CSR terms tend to be more of a reactive um, framework that's more in compliance mode, that basically people are now taking a point and saying, you know what, we really need to do something because we've been doing this for a long time uh, in the manner in which we're either running our business or we're treating our people or we're leveraging resources from the environment along these manners um, and sort of retroactively looking at uh, the way they're impacting the environment and their population and their customer base. And so CSR programs have come into place. Uh, in fact, a lot of the heavy philanthropy uh, systems have come into place now, uh, the foundations, et cetera, where billions of dollars of available uh, cash from a profitable company are funneled now into some charities, et cetera, and take, they take the benefit of the cash write-offs uh, for tax returns, et cetera, as a charitable donation, but at the same time, um, they're doing some real good with what they're doing. The challenge with the CSR programs, like I said, is they tend to focus on compliance and looking backwards. I think what we're looking at in particular is an era of impact entrepreneurship, which I kind of call third-generation entrepreneurship, which actually starts from the beginning with an intention or a cause um, and a mission behind what you're trying to do, a passion that helps drive that mission and helps you make better decisions as you're going along rather than being reactive. So I kind of see them as the three phases. You have the, the reactive um, and the CSR space is very heavy in there, and we're happy to help companies that are looking to make a better benefit uh, figure out a program on what to do in that space, and we're also helping those who are trying to start at this point really focus on making an impact um, in what it is that they're trying to do. We're talking with Dr. John Locke. He is founder of Mystic Media Group, and we're having a conversation right now about corporate social responsibility. And I'm, I'm wondering, from your perspective, is this concept, as it evolves, uh, one that is attractive to younger entrepreneurs who are starting companies, say the baby the gen uh, gen x gen y generation are they connecting more to this it, concept it, yes I, from what i've seen when i go out and do speaking engagements etc it's extremely important and becoming increasingly important through three demographics uh one is the first that's coming to school and they're looking at the economic situation around and saying you know what am i going to do 
and a lot of them are looking to entrepreneurship as their own way of out of the current situation. And in so doing, they're looking at some of the history going, well, I don't want to be like that. And what could I do differently? And so we're seeing it a lot in that space. Um, we're also seeing it in the midlife space where people are waking up after 10, 15-year careers and saying, wow, I've been doing this for this long. I really need to do something different and something I care about. And then for the, um, shall we say, the second act careers, those who are ending, you know, they're retiring, et cetera, they're kind of looking for a way to get back. So we're mm-hmm. seeing it in all three spaces. Excellent. We're going to take our first commercial break here. We're only going to be gone just uh less than three minutes, probably two minutes plus and change. And when we come back, I'm speaking with Dr. John Locke, Locke, founder of Mystic Media Group. And I'm wondering, Dr. Locke, if we could talk a little bit more about how your firm produces online and interactive content and how this might help customers, say middle market CEOs who listen to Critical Mass Radio Show, reach larger markets across the globe. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Dr. Locke after these words from our commercial sponsors. Marketing predictions are out for 2015, and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed, and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority. Contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Dr. John Locke, founder of Mystic Media Group, is our guest. I'd like to thank Glenn Perkins of Renaissance Executive Forum Silicon Valley for bringing you to our attention, Dr. Locke. And also like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded over 16,000 episodes. And we here at the radio show appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard anytime from iTunes... Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, 
literally hundreds of middle market companies' websites whose CEO have been past guests on our radio show, and they put that interview on their website, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, before the break, Dr. Locke, I said I was going to ask you to talk a a little bit about your online and interactive content and how that helps middle market companies to reach a larger market, maybe even reach a global market. Can, Can you talk a little bit about your firm's services? The services tend to run in the high-end consulting space, uh, specifically in strategic brand management under the Digital 360 Agency. In this particular space, we run a process that we've coined badass marketing. Specifically in that space, what we do is we go through an entire checklist and audit with uh, mid-sized companies that allows us to go in and basically run a 200-point checklist against the company in areas of branding, uh, brand visibility, credibility, advertising, design of their online products, uh, portals, spaces, websites, mobile apps, uh, analytics, search, and their sales process and how all these things tie together from a strategic standpoint. So the first approach that we take is looking at it from a 360-degree angle and integrating the marketing strategies. Um, it's not just a Facebook campaign over here and then we'll put out a flyer over there. Uh, at this point today, you're seen on so many different channels that you want to have an integrated approach. The second way that we help is through our social selling platform called Persigma.com. Persigma actually allows us, to, we have a unique tool that we've developed uh, that allows us to actually embed a micro website in virtually every email you send um, and then take that same micro site and post it on other people's sites and on blogs and in social media, etc. So you actually have a chance to control the conversation flow a little bit. One of the challenges we're seeing today is that companies don't own their brands anymore. Their brands' messages they can control from that standpoint, and they can offer new ideas out to the community. But the ability that social media has given the consumer is unprecedented in their ability to shift the discussion. And so being able to reach them with a targeted message is is very important. So we support that as well. Um, Finally, today we're launching uh, what we call the world's first impact engine at impactentrepreneurshipnetwork.com. This is the one that we're really excited about today because it is designed to help accelerate those companies that really don't know what they're doing in the marketing space and how to bring their product online and start connecting with an audience, what we call the conscious consumer marketplace. So in this platform, it's basically able to connect peer companies as a professional network on one level. Um, we have a cons- what we call a conscious consumer marketplace, which actually allows us to aggregate and re-market or affiliate market all of the different products that members within the network are selling. And then use our own technologies and services to output and promote those products to a self-selected membership network, basically, of people who are interested in buying products that are somehow making the world a better place. And you say this is you're launching this platform today? We turned the keys on, and we're announcing it today. Yes, sir. The membership drive is beginning after this show. So people that are listening to Critical Mass Radio Show live on octalkradio.net, you're kind of hearing this, and that you have the opportunity to be in virtually on the ground floor then. It's absolutely on the ground floor. We're just kicking off our membership campaign, and our mission in this space is to basically help 
collect a thousand businesses from around the world in the next 12 months that are mission driven want to bring their products online and want to connect with a global community of buyers that are interested in making a difference through their purchases and accelerating that space. So you're really looking for like-minded entrepreneurs who have this social uh, consciousness at the front of their and embedded in their business. And this this sounds like this is a community then of like-minded companies. So you'd be on a platform with similar, with companies from around the world who have a similar approach and philosophy. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, in fact, part of the need of this is when I've been doing statistics for a book I'm writing right now um, called Impact Entrepreneurship. It's basically less than 10% of all companies started today even have a mission statement. They're formed reactively out of a technology or a market opportunity from some perspective without the alignment with their customer base and the actual need that they're going to fulfill. And quite often what we see is the problem, especially uh, coming in as a marketing agency, we'll get called in when a product has gone through research and development and they're so, so to speak putting the wraps on it and at that point, they start looking at a market and trying to find a market for a technology that's been developed. What we're hoping to promote is looking at some of the problems that need to be solved and pulling together the best minds in the world, the best technologies, et cetera, to solve a particular problem. Um, and some amazing things have been done this way uh, with different companies uh, that are making entirely self-sustaining and um, high-impact uh, opportunities out there in, in everything from beverage space to electric lighting to you know, jet engines and things like this. It's crazy what happens when they put the intention first and then start pulling in the technologies and resources behind it. Interesting, and uh, I'm going to take away from that conversation as well. The, the fully ten only ten percent or fully ten percent of new companies start with a mission statement. That's a uh, disturbing to say the least. I'm. Glad that you're sharing a bit of your knowledge here, Dr. John Locke, founder of Mystic Media Group on Critical Mass Radio Show. Uh, I'd like to ask our guests when it's appropriate a question regarding their guiding principle, Dr. Locke. And what I mean by that is that you have learned a lot in your professional career. And I'm wondering if you could share with us sort of how you've built that into an overarching philosophy or maybe a belief system that you're using to apply to your business, your different businesses here on Critical Mass Radio Show we call that your guiding principle. Would you share that with our audience? I'm really glad you brought that up, Richard. Um, it has become, in fact, the driving force of a complete restructuring starting in 2012 of the Mystic Media Group. Before I had no on, no overarching principle, I had a lot of subsidiaries uh, that were doing a few things back and forth, and I've spent the last two years realigning them specifically to support this vision and this philosophy of using the talents I have, using the resources I have, using the connections and networks I have to actively go out and make a difference. Now, my philosophy in particular, I believe it's fairly unique, um, but it's based on a powerful combined lifetime of education, learned wisdom, and what I call a deep spiritual awakening. And I've seen a lot in working in Silicon Valley, working in Los Angeles, working around the world with different companies, and what, how many people are miserable at what they do. Um, the, the numbers of that are extremely high in the 80-some-odd percent uh, when you pull up the, the latest reports from the press media. 80-some-odd um, percent of the people are not really happy in what they do. So they come home with a very you know, negative energy, 
and this is taking up a good one-third of their life. And um, I had the, shall we say, life experience, I won't label it as unfortunate or fortunate, but to lose um, both my mother and my brother in the last uh, seven years. And looking at that opportunity to reevaluate life and say, okay, how long are we actually on the planet for and what will be our living legacy? Um, because we tend to think as human beings that life is going on forever, but all it takes is a couple of minutes with no breath and everything you've worked for is gone. So the personal experiences that I've had in that space and the decisions I made thereafter allowed me to refocus my life specifically on making a positive impact, hmm. the intention uh, to go out and realign whatever resources I could to stand up, as, as I say, as a lighthouse for the cause, uh, to just say, hey, you know, there is a better way to do business. Uh, it's not for everybody, but for those of you who are out there who appreciate the concept of living your legacy and making a positive impact through your work, through the experiences you've had, and building a better world, then I'm here to support you. We're speaking with Dr. John Locke. He is founder of Mystic Media Group and all of its affiliated companies. Can, can you share with me, uh, now that you're looking here out at the future, and maybe talk to us about where you see the growth opportunity facing Mystic Media Group and maybe explain the opportunity and how you envision it impacting the business as you successfully leverage those opportunities? I think by specifically you know, narrowing in on the market of impact entrepreneurs and impact enterprises. Now, remember, there are three, uh, three levels, basically, uh, in terms of market capitalization that we're dealing with. We're dealing impact entrepreneurs can be the solopreneur and the individual. There are also corporate entrepreneurs. These are the people, in fact, I've met some from Ericsson Corporation who are doing amazing things at the enterprise level, and their whole employment function is to go out and find impact uses of a chip. Um, and in speaking to them, you know, there are Fortune 100 that have specialized roles and positions um, that we're looking at supporting. And then, um, and then in the middle, you know, the middle growth companies as well. You know, they're they're a little bit tighter, but they're looking at, at different ways to make a difference and differentiate themselves in the marketplace. So by aligning under specifically the banner of impact entrepreneurship, by providing the online marketplace that we have. Uh, by pulling together the resources and the talent that is available uh, for the conscious-minded entrepreneur, I believe that we're going to have the greatest growth potential that we've ever had. It's the first time we've been in complete, full alignment of all cylinders, so to speak, and um, it's just picking up speed as we go. Do you see this movement, well, first of all, do you see this awakening as a movement, and is is it um, a global initiative? Are there entrepreneurs in other countries con- on different continents who are coming to the same conscious reality of putting social responsibility as a fulcrum and a pivotal point for their business as a, as a good idea? Very much so. Um, in fact, depending on the different sectors that you look at, um, the U.K. is way ahead of the United States in terms of this approach. Um, in the United States, we've approached it primarily from the financial investing side. So there are entire networks out there of what they call impact investment funds that are specifically targeted that they will only fund companies that are out there to, you know, make a profit and make a difference in what they're doing. And they actually have to measure it and have to report back with ROI as a key constituency. 
And a lot of um, issues that we run into in particular uh, are being addressed outside of the country. It's the, the sense of CSR, and remember, as I was saying, CSR tends to be reactive. You know, we're already doing this. How can we be responsible and compliant with the regulations that have been, you know, threatened against us um, or put, imposed upon us as opposed to the impact orientation, which is what can we do proactively to actually solve this problem? So um, one in particular is the X Prize. If you're familiar with what Richard Branson has set up for the X Prize, they go out and they say, okay, we need to solve some of the world's biggest problems. Now, sometimes they're, you know, space travel. Sometimes they're very social, core social issues. But the, the point is is the approach is flipped on its end. So now you have entrepreneurs going out to solve specific problems as opposed to trying to market the technology, and that's what we're trying to support. If someone would like to learn more about your work, Dr. John Locke, and your Mystic Media Group, how do they find you online? Very easily, uh, com, uh, and I encourage anybody who's listening to check out impactentrepreneurshipnetwork.com. It's the Global Impact Entrepreneurship Network. And if they are, in fact, like-minded, if they're running a business, if they are a corporate entrepreneur, corporate entrepreneur, or an enterprise visionary looking to really make a difference no matter what stage of their growth is, please contact me. We're looking for our first 1,000 members in 2015 and to really make this a solid movement. I appreciate you what you're doing. I wish you continued success, and uh, I'll keep an eye on all endeavors that you're taking on, sir. And thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Business Community. Thank you, sir. I look forward to our next conversation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. John Locke, founder of Mystic Media Group, brought to us through our relationship with Renaissance Executive Forums, and in particular, Glenn Perkins, who leads the Renaissance Executive Forums in Silicon Valley. We'll be right back with our second guest after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. 
The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Let's face it, not all company challenges are the same, which is why strategic market intelligence can help identify the actionable information you need to be more competitive. Gain a better understanding of your brand, competition, best prospects, or new product opportunities to generate greater revenues in 2015. Call 949-357-9547 or visit www.strategicmarketintelligence.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host. Uh, I am your host of the program. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Sean Cannell is the founder of Clear Vision Media, and I've asked him to join because I know many of you are looking to grow your business, and many are considering how social media might help you grow your business this year. So I've asked him to come into the studio and discuss how middle market companies, companies like yours, can utilize social media marketing to achieve real growth and business results in your business. But first, I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% owners and executives of businesses who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests, just like it's going to happen here in just a few minutes when Sean and I get started talking. If you're interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the radio show. With our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 24 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. To learn more, contact Rose Chamara at 951-515-4661. Rose's number again is 951-515-4661. All right, let's get back to the radio show program. Welcome to the studio, Sean. And Rick, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure. Let's start simply. Tell me about... Your firm. Tell me about Clear Vision Media and start with the name. Where did you come up with the name and what does it mean? Absolutely. Well, uh, Clear Vision Media helps influencers get noticed and get results in their businesses. And came up with the, the name because I found that a lot of times when it comes to marketing and when it comes to uh, reaching your end user, sometimes people's vision is not that clear. Okay. And so uh, that was really where, that's where it all started. Clear Vision Media. And with media, we do um, things like, uh, you know, social media, short-term ca- campaigns, long-term campaigns, video production, and uh, book launches for different online celebrities or influencers and people who, you know, really want to build their platform mm-hmm. and just different types of media like that. So. Okay. Uh, you said a word that I wrote it down. I wanted to ask you about it. Define what you mean by influencer. Uh, influencer, especially I think in 2015, is uh, a lot of people are understanding the need of a necessity of personal branding. And so you can be influencers, really, that means you would have influence in some way. So maybe your influence could be a TV personality, but in my world, a lot of times is you have uh, influence on social media, maybe a lot of fo- followers, but not just followers, Rick, people that are engaged. So uh-huh. maybe you've got a big email list. Okay. You know, maybe you have a lot of customers and you're an influencer because you basically have a platform or a tribe of people that you're communicating with. So. Right. So is it your philosophy? It sounds like it might be. Tell me if I'm off base or on target that CEOs of middle market companies, two to hundred million dollar companies, that's the audience that listens to Critical Mass Radio Show, that they can be an influencer or maybe they should be or maybe even they have to be an influencer in their market space? 
I love what you said because you said, you know, not only that they could, but maybe they should. Right. And it is my philosophy that they should in today's world. I think it's important when you have the face of a company, we could start thinking about people like the Tony Shays of Zappos or right. the Steve Jobs. It, it's always helpful when that CEO has built influence and built a platform that you, that will level up the company for sure. Right, because um, they don't have to reach the level of notoriety of those two gentlemen, right, Steve, Steve Jobs or Tony Shea. But in their niche, in their space, we're talking about two to $100 million companies. There's a, probably a very defined sandbox with which they play in in their space. T- to be able to be on trade show panels, to be a thought leader, to be sought up by the trade media, to be a member, an active member in associations, these are ways that I see them establishing their own professional brand that complements the company's professional brand and positioning. I totally agree, and you're absolutely right. I think that they would want to achieve that notoriety in their niche, and the more specific their niche, really the better, because they can now begin to influence that space, just like you said. Right, and with social media now, I am... uh, I'm amazed, frankly, at how middle market companies can extend their reach so cost-effectively using digital tools that were unavailable to them a decade ago or five years ago or certainly 20, 30, 40 years ago. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, the, the world is changing at a rapid pace. I mean, even as I think of my own history, really when I got into this, uh, social media didn't exist. I mean, uh, back in 2003, really when I got started and I started doing some video production, Facebook wasn't around. There was no Instagram. YouTube, there was a world without Facebook? I, I mean, it's hard Come for on, me to it believe. Was, what, it went down yesterday or whatever, and the whole world slowed down. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, these are brand new things. And so brand new opportunities, right. still very young and people are really learning how to leverage them and get real results from them so right we're talking with steve cannell he is the founder of clear vision media we're talking about influencers and the importance for ceos to take a leadership role what is your path to this position in life well, it's interesting because uh, I'd mentioned 2003. Uh, for me, I, I kind of had a creative background, so I was always uh, dabbling in you know, photography and audio and video. And then in 2003, I actually got my start in the church world. And so my youth pastor handed me a video camera and some editing software, and I just started to really develop uh, my video editing skills in that space. Now, that wasn't social media didn't exist yet, so I started there. And really, Clear Vision is strongly uh, you know, video production oriented. We're talking okay. about YouTube, talking about online video. That's definitely our niche and our specialty. But then over the years, uh, as these platforms began to uh, come out, I was very much an early adopter on those. And so started developing relationships with other people in that space and started to really level up in the trenches, if you if you, uh, if you will, of the nonprofit space. Because we're doing everything. We're trying to reach people and we're doing print media and we're combining it with social media and we're trying to get the word out in our city. And so that was really the incubator for their vision over the years. And then eventually, uh, the company was finally founded in 2009. And um, we uh, began to um, just begin to have the uh, the blessing of working with uh, like Mercedes and, and uh, YMCA and then started to develop some relationships with influencers and, and really online celebrities as well. So people that are kind of in this new space that are really using social media is kind of like their full-time job, you right. know, online personalities and YouTube celebrities, things like that. Right. So... Uh, a very strong focus on video, and we're talking to CEOs of middle market companies. At a high level, Sean, how, how would you suggest or wh- what philosophy should they take to the adoption of video 
in their website, in their promotion, in their online presence? Great question, you know, and I think for, uh, you know, middle market companies, I think that this is the philosophy they need to adopt, that every company should really be a media company in 2015. And they should start thinking about producing content in a very intentional way. And it really will work for any business in any niche. I think a good example to look at would be Taco Bell. They are killing it with social media, online video. Look at their YouTube channel. Look at their Instagram. Look at how they're engaging with their audience. Now, they sell fast food, right? You wouldn't think necessarily that they would need to do that. It's just all about, you know, the fast food, the burritos, the salsa. right? Yeah, it's all about those things. But they understand that in today's world, they're going where the people are. They're going to where the audience is and connecting with fans, turning fans into brand evangelists with social media. And so with online video, I think they need to take a real intentional approach. Now, this is going to work for B2C or B2B. Either way. Right. So, So I can see how Okay, I can see how somebody in the audience go, oh, that works for Taco Bell, their B2C and their demographic. I'm making iron ball bearings or steel widgets, and my customers are sophisticated, and they're not on Instagram, and they're not on YouTube. How do you address that philosophy? Well, if, if I was making ball bearings, what I would specifically do is I'm, I'm planning on going to be the best at that in my niche. And I'm going to be speaking to probably a lot smaller amount of people, but nevertheless, very important people. And so for me, an email list is going to be really important. And then the content I'm sending to that email list, bottom line, is going to help B2B, that end business that I'm reaching, go further faster. I'm going to reverse engineer content that's going to help them. So maybe it's how they could cut cost. Maybe it's how uh, they can use our bearings in this way and that way. So I'm going to become their favorite distributor. Uh, We're going to develop this relationship because I'm creating some videos that say, look, you can cut your workday in half with this tip. You can, you know, cut production costs down with this tip. And I'm going to add value and become one that builds that relationship and fortifies it at an even greater level for long-term success because I'm creating content that adds value to that other business I'm working with. Excellent. Sean, uh, you know, one other point, the people, regardless if you're B2B, B2C or B2B, the buyers are still humans on the other end of that transaction. And, you know, you're using the ball bearing or, or the that example. I'm thinking, even if you created an interesting video of different applications for your product or something that has... The, probably not going to become a viral video, but it might within your niche be something that's funny or interesting that gets its own little rep and folklore. I mean, I know that doesn't necessarily directly move the needle, but if it gets people used to looking at you for content, that can't be a bad thing, right? Well, Rick, I think it does actually move the needle because you mentioned that's that's one of the key pieces of content that really businesses should be making. They should be making content that helps the end user engage with their product better. I don't know about you, but I've bought products before that I ended up not really using. And one of the reasons for that a lot of times is that education. So not only do I necessarily want them to take my product home or for you know a middle market company, buy my software, but I want them to fully use it. I want them to fall in love with it. Yeah, how else would they become an evangelist if they're not really in using it and engaged with it, right? Exactly. So I love how you talked about maybe creating something that you know is becomes maybe insider language, insider jokes, and mm-hmm. makes it fun, but gets people really engaged with your product. Now they're using it enough another level, it's going to spread at another level, and you're doing what has to happen in 2015. You're going to be staying top of mind 
in your niche. Excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is our last commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We're going to come back and continue the conversation with Sean Kennel about uh, social media and how that can help you with his company, Clear Vision Media, after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based Tea & Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tandco.me. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results. Drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. And welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show, and you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net. But I'd also like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show and listen to our program as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've listened to over 16,000 episodes, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and this growing support. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, Literally several hundred former guest websites who have put their interview on their middle market company's website, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, well, just visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. All right, Sean, let's come back. You know, in this year, let's talk about how the digital media industry is changing. Can, can you share kind of from your 
professional experience. What are the new new rules of video and video marketing? Well, the new rules, I would say, number one, uh, is definitely going to be mobile, right? Mobile's happening across, and, and that you know, people on mobile devices. And uh, here's a stat for you: over 20% of video views right now is happening on mobile devices. Now, for my clients and for what I'm observing, it's more like 50%. And so we've known for a long time that uh, we need to have our websites uh, and uh, uh, even our social and everything optimized for mobile because that's where users are going. That's where the eyeballs are going to be. They're going to be on tablets and mobile devices. Um, but I think that when you start thinking about the length of video content, when you start thinking about your social media strategy, mobile has to be front and center. Second thing that I'm seeing happening is definitely uh, marketing automation, meaning uh, a lot of businesses are really starting to understand, and they have a lot of times their back end built out with marketing automation. But what I'm talking about is you know utilizing uh, really a funnel and an entry point to the path you want a customer or another business that you're working with to go on, and then building out the back end. That's old school. But the new thing in 2015 is really having video integrated in that, your email auto responder sequence, the back end of your customer relation management software, whatever it is. And so that's another trend. Uh, I think that a huge thing that's happening now, and this is, uh, you know, so many businesses approach new media marketing with an old media mindset. What do you mean by that? I mean that in in the past, we're about to go up to the the Super Bowl's happening soon, right? And uh, we have this whole idea that we just want to get as many eyeballs as possible on our brand or on our product. And that's great. And there's a lot of, of course, giant businesses that that's going to be the strategy for them, the billboard strategy, where you're driving down the highway and you want people to see your billboard. But in 2015, number one, people aren't even looking at the road anymore. They're looking at their phones. And right. so there goes the billboard. But beyond that, uh, I, it, it's so possible now to laser focus mm. niche marketing. So there's no need to just spend you know, uh, buckets of money, waste money, right? Waste money, but you can target with things like Facebook ads, with things with Google AdSense, so targeted. With it's scary how much data the internet's collecting about us, right? But it allows us to really target, and that's a huge trend that uh, companies definitely can leverage. Leverage is not you know doing that shotgun blast, but right. really being laser focused in their marketing. And then the last one is definitely content marketing. It's bigger than ever. The stats are louder than ever. That is. Inbound marketing, not outbound marketing. That's where you're you're not just pushing an ad, right. but you are adding value with content, nurturing those leads into relationships, and then eventually moving them down that conversion process. Right. Sean Cannell is our guest. We're talking with him about social media and video. He's an expert in these areas, and he's helping middle market companies to do it right. Because I'll tell you, I think, and tell me what you think, Sean, it's worse. What's worse than having no video on your website? Having bad video. I agree. And what I've seen far too many companies do in the middle market space and the B2B space, their videos are too long. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they think we want to sit there for 7, 12 or longer. Sure. When in fact, I think people watch the bar to see how long is this? And if it's north of a minute, for me personally, there's a very high bar to hold my interest. I agree. What would you tell a middle market uh, CEO about the length of their video and that not have bad video. I mean, yep. all video isn't good. Yeah, I agree. Well, a few things. I think number one, um, it, it's pretty scary. And if any, uh, 
business owners right now have a YouTube channel, they need to go into their YouTube channel, click the analytics tab. Really easy to do. There's so much valuable information on there. And click on a tab that says audience retention. And to be honest, it's a really discouraging stat. Okay. You'll see that 12-minute video and you'll see the curve drop off and see that people are making it to about 30 seconds or 60 seconds and then it flattens out. And maybe only 5% are making it through the whole video. So that now is just data that is painful. But you have to look at why are you investing in 12 minutes when, you know, 10 of them weren't even seen by the audience. Right. So uh, really thinking about a length, you know, they're saying, of course, uh, it's it's pretty best practice that three minutes is kind of a good okay. uh, length. But okay. even uh, if it's good, in, if it's good all the way through, the key being is that it, it should be reverse engineered to accomplish the purpose for which you created the video. Right. So there's no need to make it cut, cut, cut. I've heard this in the writing uh, industry, you know, half short and twice strong. Hmm. What can we do? to make this a lot shorter but more powerful and pack more punch sounds good and uh like you said i think that video quality should reflect your brand you want to have you have that quality website maybe quality photography on your website the same should be true about the video production quality right as well well i you know i've i, I love what you're saying because what i find is if you don't capture people's interest in the first few seconds of a video they're gone i agree and so you have to be – you set up a publishing company, and I agree with that completely, but you also have to be a storytelling company. Absolutely. And video is a vehicle to tell a story. Absolutely. Succinctly. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, I, it makes me think, too, my format that a lot of times we do most videos is every video we create has a, an intentional purpose, okay. and it usually starts with a question. And so the beginning of the video will re- be reverse engineered for the question that the audience we want to see that video is asking. Okay. So the question might be in the first two seconds, a very short logo. You don't go into a 60-second, we are this and that. You just drop your logo right in there, and then you start in the content. Okay. Whatever it is, that first part, it's called the hook. And so it is good storytelling. It's good marketing. It's these kinds of things we want to study. Good copywriting. It's good blog headline. You are dropping the headline right at the beginning, and you want to capture attention. Another tip is that sometimes right at the beginning, you make a promise of something that's going to come later. So you ask a question maybe, and then you say, and by the way, stay till the end of the video because we have a free gift that's going to help you increase the conversions in your business by 25%. Perfect. And so now you are doing some intentional things to really keep the audience through the whole video. This is excellent content. You know, one of the things that I've heard some people suggest is when you're looking to hire someone in your marketing department, consider hiring someone who's been trained as a journalist for this reason. Very telling good. stories, understanding how to build, kind of get the hook in there, and taking facts and turning it into something that's compelling. How do you feel about that? I totally agree. In fact, when we do training, we'll go into businesses or nonprofits or churches, and when we train the teams, we actually say, you, your team, your social media team, you are journalists. Oh, wow. You okay. should <laughs> we use that term. You're going to go on, if, you, if you're going to tell a story even about the business, you're going to go in trying to take the video that a journalist would take, the photos, and then the writing. You want to answer, you want to dig and mine out the best stories and information about the characters, about the CEO, about the executive team, about you know whoever's there and you want to you know turn it in you want to figure out the intrigue you want to figure out the mystery you want to figure out all those kinds of things to make the story interesting because right. that's what the best journalists do wow this is fantastic you know we're uh, we're talking about all things video but we're also talking about social media and its its impact that uh, middle market companies can use it and help them so 
let's talk a little bit about your guiding principle. We only have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So, you know, I love to ask guests on the on the show, you've learned a lot, Sean, in your professional career. You're building and growing your business. Do you have an overarching philosophy, which we would call here on Critical Mass your guiding principle, and can you share it? Well, Rick, I actually have a few principles when I really start to thought down, you know, the, the, the building blocks of our company. And, and uh, just to share a few of them, I think one is definitely excellence, but that can just be so cliche because what business doesn't say excellence? But I, I put it this way, that I believe in 2015, if you are not remarkable, you're invisible. Wow. And so you really need to have excellence be something that you're defined by. It's the reputation of your company, of everything that people run into when they experience your brand. The second one uh, is story. And, and that one of the things that we accomplish for people is we are passionate about capturing the uniqueness and the humanity of our clients. We want to tell their stories. We don't just want some information. We don't want to just put an ad out that's dull and dry. But we are passionate about the story of the business, about the story of the founders, about the story of whoever we work with. And then lastly, adaptability. You know, things are changing so fast that in 2015, you absolutely have to be nimble. You have to be able to, uh, you know, reverse play like sports. Maybe you got a, a, a loose plan for the first two quarters. You're down by 20 points, you know, at halftime. So you rework it and then you come out and you win the game. So, you know, that's some of the things that mark our company is not just excellence, but also speed of implementation. And that is because of being nimble. We, we uh, get a loose plan, we start moving, and then we adapt on the fly because things are moving so fast. When it comes to social media and getting the word out there, they're definitely is a place for uh, well thought out long term campaigns, but a right. lot of times with these you know shorter term campaigns, let's get them to market as quick as possible, and then uh, uh, like let's get beta to market as quick as possible, and then do revisions in the marketplace so we can make whatever our product is better. That's what I love about social media is you can instantly tell if it's working or not, and you can tweak it. Which is unlike putting an ad in a magazine and waiting. I mean, this is real time, and you can pay attention to how your community is responding to the messages you're putting out. Absolutely. Wow. So, really, we had a lot more questions for Sean, but we didn't get to them today. How do people find you and your firm, Clear Vision Media, online? Well, actually, the best place is kind of like the portal for everything, and that's going to be seancannell.com, and it links to the various projects and endeavors, S-E-A-N-C-A-N-N-E-L-L.com. And then another resource source for people is a free ebook I wrote. It's called Get Noticed, How to Build Your Brand. And uh, Is that available on your website? That is available at getnoticedbook.net. It's uh, how to use social media to build your brand and reach more people. Getnoticedbook.net. And that just starts people off with a few critical things to get them thinking, like I said, in that new media, new school mindset, right. so they can go out and crush it with social media. Well, I think everybody should go to both websites and get the book and download it and then contact you if they want to talk to you more about their social media strategy. Thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome to this critical mass community, Sean. Thank you so much, Rick. It's an honor to be here and love what you're doing. and Thank just. You excited to be a part of it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my producer is telling me it is time to go. So I hope our show helped you, our listening audience of CEOs who are running middle market firms, improve your decision-making skills. The goal for this show is just that. So it's also brought to you by Center Club, Community Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Executives Unlimited, MBN Design, SNH Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, SunUp Group, TN Company, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, 
and UPS protection. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass, visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. This is your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next time we have a chance to talk, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 